I will do my best to keep my opinions very concise, and we can like move that. Along. When has that ever happened? <laughs> it's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great, like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, superheroes. Let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, Superhero Slate repped out at C2E2 in Chicago, Mike. Shy town I was there. You weren't. Uh, <laughs> Disney purchases Fox officially. We now know it's true and done. Mm-hmm. Yep. We review Shazam two weeks early. Yeah, we were lucky. Uh, you can't go back in time. You can't go see it. Uh, so you're going to have to wait two weeks. Mm, time is no thing. And more. So we are here. This is our second episode of the night. I have been on the road all day, Mike. This is, it has been a whirlwind of four days. Uh, yeah, you were, uh, you were doing, uh, you were doing the Lord's work, uh, preaching superhero slate up there in Chicago. So I really appreciate that. And you'll have the opportunity to do that again, but with me in person at San Diego comic-con in July. But of course we're going to dive deep and you're going to let us know how your convention was. But first of all, I'll just uh, say what I've been doing this weekend. I bought a new video game, Chris, which is something I don't do very often. (laughs) What? You buy video games? This is unheard of. What was the special occasion? (laughs) Well, I have a funny anecdote around the game, but it was uh, the game Sekiro, uh, Shadows Die Twice. I believe that's the correct name of it. And I didn't know until really after I bought it that this was from the same uh, software studio, uh, From Software, I think is what it's called, Uh uh, that also made the last game. I just beat uh, Bloodborne, and they made like the Dark Souls game and some other stuff. So I was like kind of like down. I was already, you know, uh, in the same mind space for it. But basically it's like a it's like a shinobi ninja game and you have like this customizable arm that you can put like grappling hooks on and like shurikens and like a badass like flip out axe. Kind of like how the Assassin's Creed Assassin has like a pop out knife. Uh, oh. This is like a flip out axe. It's really badass. So I'm just at the at, at the cusp of the at the beginning of the game. So I'm just kind of learning the mechanics, but it's really fun. It has like a high difficulty meter to it. Um, you have to really think about your encounters when you're fight, fighting other people. So it's all, it's like, you know how like everybody was playing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater and then that skate game came out where you had to use like your finesse the joysticks to do very specific tricks. Do you mm-hmm. recall that at all? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, skate. Yep. yeah. So it's almost kind of like what this game is. They're like, okay, we're going to make like a ninja shinobi game, but like people are actually going to have to think about the fights that they get into, like when they should block, when they should jump, when they should attack. It's all about breaking your opponent's stance so you can deliver the death blow so it's really fun but a shout out to the i guess activision from software sony pr machine i only knew about this game through like social media marketing which is kind of weird like they broke through my firewall of like ad block and and they got to me because the first time i saw a trailer for this game was like a year ago back at E3 they had like an announcement trailer from it and all I remembered was like a ninja with a grappling hook and I was like okay that's kind of cool I like grappling hooks maybe I'll remember this game exists whenever it comes out I didn't even have a video game console I think at that time at E3 last year so it was kind of uh, pointless <laughs> well, I remember watching so, this when it came out it had a very interesting demo where uh, he ran up into like a battle and I think he, he maybe he didn't lose but the guy ran off and there was a girl who showed up with him so I remember watching this as well while you were doing. Yeah, that. yeah. I, I don't. I don't recall that much. But then just the other day, um, 
uh, somebody put out like a best games of like 2019 list and Sekiro was on it. So I was like, Hmm, what's going on? What's going on? What is this? This sounds familiar. And then, uh, a YouTuber that I watched Colin furs, he's like kind of this extreme engineering YouTuber. He's basically kind of like Mythbusters without the life insurance. So he just kind of is putting his life on the line when he makes crazy stuff. He did sponsored content with the game where he was like making the flip out acts. And there's like apparently a fold out shield at some point in the game. And he was turning these into real products that he would use on his hand so i was like okay this is the trifecta this is usually i think what marketing tries to do they try to hit you at three different pinpoints and it worked so i just like went out and i just bought the game at best buy and it just happened to be literally the day it came out so i'm i'm fresh into it it's really fun uh i'm sure the sony marketing people have have to change their underwear because they all their hard work actually paid off with one person so uh uh, watch out for the evil evil uh corporations out there advertising to you and your children because sometimes it works yeah mike's a sucker they got him good i'm a sucker i'm i'm in it but you know that's besides the point because we got bigger better things to talk about you went to a comic book convention which is at the heart of what we do on this podcast so chris let me know how was chicago so chicago c2e2 chicago comic entertainment expo this is its 10 year I thought I'd been all ten. I've actually only been the nine of the years, so I thought I went to oh. the first year, but I've only been the nine of them, which is sad. But nine years in a row, and I love it more every year, Mike. Uh, hands Great. down. Um, every year they take up more floor space. Where it used to be a long line to get in, it was now more floor space. Like they keep growing and adding and, and, and blowing up, and it it's just awesome to see it expand every time we we come through there. Uh, this year, I was very lucky. My wife bought me an awesome birthday present last week, which I told everyone. It's a photo op with Paul Rudd himself, Ant-Man. Himself. Scott Lang, out there. His very first comic convention. And as I'm standing in line, the first person to get his picture with Paul Rudd is actually voice actor Christopher Sabat, who voices Vegeta and Piccolo in Dragon Ball. <laughs> and uh, that's a nerdy, that's a nerdy combo. And right I'm there. like, this is this is true comic con potential right here. This is what <laughs> you come to Comic Con for. Um, so that was really cool. I didn't get to say much to him. He's a very nice guy, but he was wearing such a dad outfit in the shot. I'm like, <laughs> I saw that. I I was kind of trolling the C2E2 hashtag alongside of the, the post that you were making. And I was like, yeah, Paul Rod just like, he just showed up like he was at a parent teacher conference. It was hilarious. Yeah. So he's got on a collared shirt and a big black over, like sweater over it. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, I can deal with this. It's still Paul Rod. He's a very nice guy. Good handshake. I'll give him that. Oh, that's good. Yep, and I got my picture with him and, and the physical and the digital copy, so I got a big shout to my wife for getting me that. That's really awesome. Uh, true, truly Comic-Con experience there. Um, I I did, uh, so the first thing I usually do when I get there is I scout out actually some of the people I'm usually gallivanting with around the, the Comic-Con. Like, who am I going to go find at their artist alley this, this mm-hmm. year? Uh, so I went, one of my favorite comic book writers, Jonathan Hickman, was there this weekend. Uh, I saw the picture you took of the yeah. empty table. He wasn't like, there. You know, didn't survive the snap. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, oh, another casualty of of uh, the snap. Uh, he came. He ended up coming later. And then another friend of mine, Victor Dandridge, he's a listener of the show, Mike, uh, with Ooh, Bandage Victor. in-house production, creates comic books all over. Met him at the first Comic-Con. I think he said I was like one of the first person to buy stuff from him there, too. So, oh, that's sweet. That's so sweet. Anytime I get to see him, a uh, super fan, Jim knows him, met him up in, I believe, uh, Iowa, maybe Wisconsin, wherever you guys live is way up north. I don't know. I, I'm starting to get them all confused. Um, and he, 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 you know, we we talked with him. 
Uh, I spit out a new theory for him, which he really was bought on and sold, like, pitched it to his comic book people later. We'll talk about that in Avengers. Ooh, fun. Uh, he put out a comic con- a comic convention comic up. I don't have it with me, so I can't speak to what it is, but he, he makes stuff, and it's fantastic. His his work in the industry as, as an independent is just mind-blowing. I, I really love Victor and, and like I said, follow him at Vantage In-House Productions. He's going to do an intro for next week's episode for us, Mike. I got that in, in the can, oh, ready to roll. nice. Cool. He was sharing a table with a gentleman I met there named Chuck. Chuck does Chuck P. Comics. He, he does artwork, sketches, comics. So if you go to chuckpcomics.com, the letter P, uh, you can learn more about him. Chuck's a great guy. He was probably way overwhelmed with all this stuff because I've got <laughs> almost a decade of uh, build up with Victor there, and um, uh, Chuck's got an intro for us coming on the next week's show, Mike. So I've got some uh, intros loaded for us. We don't have nice, to think of anything. Nice, nice. You're out there doing work, man. Yeah. So right from them, uh, I went over and met. Uh, are you familiar? I believe the artist or the um, the author's Terry Moore. Uh, it sounds very familiar. Uh, Terry Moore. Let me just make sure I got this right. Yeah. Yep. Terry Moore. He's a. a American cartoonist known for the series Strangers in Paradise? No. Oh, yeah, I think it's like, it's. I feel like there's something in my frontal lobe, like, firing. Um, but go ahead. Yeah, so, well, he does uh, Strangers in Paradise. He had one called Rachel Rising, and another book I actually like, I like and remember was called Echo. Um, and uh, my buddy who lives out in L.A., Luke Baker, he hosted one of our shows with us, big, uh, big fan of Terry Moore, and uh, I ended up getting one of the volumes signed for him. So I'm going to bring it out there for San Diego Comic-Con. So I got my picture with Terry Moore, this award-winning uh, writer to, to bring out. Oh, there. great. So, great. Yeah, schmoozing with him. Are you familiar with the artist Scotty Young? Scotty Young. I, no, that one's I, – I mean, I feel like I can see the word Young on the front of like a trade, but I, I can't recall. Okay. Well, he does like these little kid style, like I guess younger – Kid version com of our covers and variants and stuff like that. He did I Hate Fairyland. I don't know if you're familiar with that series. Hmm. Uh, if you look up Scotty Young, you, you know his artwork right away. Gotcha. And okay. um, me and my buddy Brian got to wait in line. Um, I didn't have a book for him because I didn't plan for it. I'm like, oh, I'll just buy one on this table. He mm-hmm. didn't have any of his new book called Middle West. So this guy who had like, uh, he was a vendor, uh, a comic book store owner, I'm pretty sure, had like maybe 200 books getting signed by him in front of us. But he paid for him, so I'll, I'll give him that. Um, actually just threw me one of the fourth printing copies for free. So I got to give oh, nice. a shot to like the, cool. the comic con culture was really good this year. Like people were so friendly. Um, I got to meet the, the head, uh, social media online marketing for Marvel agent M. Uh, agent Ryan M. We're, we're, uh, this is like a Kevin Bacon, uh, a couple years ago at San Diego comic con. Uh, we were at the agents of shield panel and we sat right next to agent M. Uh, too. So mm-hmm. we just uh, we keep bumping into that guy across the country. Yeah, I've, every time I, I I've met him at C two E two so many times. One time we had the same iPad case, and I was like, "This is my conversation starter right here." Is he still technically the social media guy? I thought he got like a promotion well, to like yeah, a bigger type of title. He's the vice president and creative executive at Marvel New Media. So uh, you you go to online, you'll follow him online. Like he's yeah, he's all good over for, the place. Good for Agent M. Yeah, follow that guy. He's a good catch-all for all stuff Marvel. Yeah, like I he's he's actually in Lego Marvel. I gave him I gave him a, a props. I, I said, oh, it's meeting a celebrity, and he's like, what celebrity? Like to my team, <laughs> and I'm like, it's like a personal celebrity. So yeah, he's got a very iconic uh, kind of handlebar mustache. mustache. So you can't you can't miss the guy. When you see him, you see him. He was buying pizza socks, like socks with a pizza <laughs> print all over him. So that was really fun. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. I mean, um, 
I, I don't know. There's just so many things going on here. They had a bunch of new vendors. Booze. Monster has these coffee drinks now, and like I had my press badge representing mm-hmm. Super Wrestling. Like, they kept giving me free ones because I was press. Hey, hell yeah! So I was <laughs> wired. Um, hey, it works. You're talking about them right God now. Lord, they were good. <laughs> if you can get the triple shot vanilla, no, don't get the cream. Get the vanilla. That is the coffee drink you want to have. Uh, yeah, let's. Uh, we'll retitle this episode. Chris and Mike fall for marketing. Yeah, pretty much. It was awesome. <laughs> free marketing with that. Um, yeah. So I went around and bought some trades, some comic book trades I needed, Mike. Some of the Marvel movie tie-ins, the the, mm-hmm. the preludes, uh, a couple other ones I was missing. Had some books signed by writer Jonathan Hickman, who did Secret Wars recently. Fantastic mm-hmm. Four, Secret Warriors, uh, a couple Ultimate Comics. He's a great guy. Really fun to do that with. I was trying to think of, like, there's just so much at these conventions. There's a bunch of vintage. I didn't buy any pop vinyls. I got I got to give myself oh, a pound in the back. Oh, wow. Good job. Mm-hmm. And um, they, actually, they've improved their food choices at these conventions. It used to be <laughs> just pizza and pretzels and, like, uh-huh. a cheekburger. I actually got a pulled pork barbecue sandwich. They had, like, a little knockoff Qdoba taco bowl place you could get. And then, um, oh, all right. <laughs> like, the burgers that they're starting to make are, like, pretzel buns with, like, the full garnishings all over the burgers. Like, the mm-hmm. lettuce and tomato. Like, it was fantastic. Uh, all around. How far removed the, is the convention center from the city? Like, if you walked outside, could you, like, walk across the street to, like, oh, no. restaurants and stuff? This is way out of the way uh, from, uh, okay. from the city. But, like, I was I had enough Monster Energy drinks in me that I didn't need to eat anything. Uh, mm-hmm. Until I got downtown and ate a Chicago dog, my favorite hot dog. Ooh, oh, one of the best. One of the best styles mm-hmm. of hot dogs out there. Uh, I, I would go into depth of what it is, but just Google it. We're trying to keep this episode snappy. Chris has been up for a while. I'm not going to go into the details yeah. of a Chicago hot dog. Uh, All you need to know is you need look, to eat one. I've got a picture of the one I ate. It's going to go online here in a little bit. I'll put it up, I'll put it up line tonight because I'm thinking That's about that Chicago content dog. people follow Valda, Valdan on Twitter Valdan87 uh, on Instagram uh, <laughs> I gotta give a shout to my buddy Joe Kim who works for Cards Against Humanity I gotta go sit in the, one of their panels they did like sketch comedy kind of theaters like kind of like uh, movie fights but not really movie fights it was more like I don't know obscene so okay. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know what was going on but um, but I gotta give a shout to Joe Kim for, for hitting me up um I got one of the C2E2 cups, I believe, is somewhere. The 10-year anniversary mug with the Revolution Brewing beer in it. It was called, uh, I want to say, um, Co- Cosmic Hero is what it was called. So it was very hoppy. I didn't I didn't care for it too much. Because <laughs> I'm not a beer drinker either. I'm just trying to go through all this. Like, there's so much of the convention to go through. And, like, you can do, literally, you can go to comic books. You can go buy pop things the people who are selling swords 3d printed things they had two oh, video yeah. game sections this year that, that is the whirlwind of a comic book convention usually when i leave a comic book convention i'm just like so worn out and i'm just like okay no more uh, comic book superhero stuff for the next day or two and then like a week later i'm just like come on when's the next when's the next convention i gotta wait another year already let's get this going so uh yeah it's just it's a sensory overload for sure so go check out a comic book convention if you're if you're near one they're fun yeah very much so and c2e2 in chicago is not as big as la or new york but i will tell you i could walk around at any given time and get from the front to the back within five minutes easily Mm -hmm. and that's really why i love this i will tell you my second day saturday morning we had to wait half an hour in line to get in because they didn't have the congestion for the metal detectors down just right And, and that was really really stupidly annoying um, I got to give one final shout out, Mike, to uh, my buddy Jeremy, who lives here in Louisville. He rode up with me. Uh, he's This is his third year going. He stays with me. 
Uh, I've got a good Airbnb recommendation for anyone in Chicago, actually. Um, but Jeremy rode up there with me and back, uh, you know, 10 hours in the car. Feels like an hour when you're with someone you're, you're, you're able to talk to and have a good time with. Man, it's always good to have a good co-pilot. You know, I hate it uh, when you go on, like, a long trip and then everybody in the car just, like, falls asleep and you're just left alone. Like, okay, that's a really good way to get everyone killed if I fall asleep. So maybe one person should wake up and be nice. Yeah, so uh, it was really fun. I, I, I guess Chicago food was pretty good, too. Uh, I had Argentinian Steakhouse the first time oh, I was there. Oh, fun. Very delicious, but... Um, if you have anything questions about Comic Con, I've got some more pictures from Saturday I haven't posted yet that I'm going to put up. But like, it is a whirlwind that day. Those these days went by so fast, Mike. They were over before I even knew it. But mm. it is just a blast, and I cannot wait to go back next year and uh, do hopefully more reviewing because like it, it, that that Saturday killed me with that half hour getting in. Like I lost a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, with that one. But uh, yeah, so you ask me, hit me up if you want to know about C two E two. Uh, the other thing oh, we did after C2E2 Saturday, I went and saw Shazam early up there in Chicago. Yeah. Hey, so did I. I saw it out here in L.A. Yeah, so we both got to see Shazam early. I just We did the gorilla-style podcast, Mike keeps calling it, uh, with the people I went to see it with in Chicago. We sat around a little coffee table and talked about the movie. Uh, and then we just did a review episode right before this, so we are on. You know, uh, we are on it today, Mike. We are recording. <laughs> yeah, I, it feels like an overkill doing all of these spoiler reviews for a movie that's not going to come out for two, for two more weeks. So I guess just just recall that these are in your feed. If you're subscribed, uh, come back and come back at them in two more weeks uh, when you check out the movie. Uh, but uh, we can. I think right now, maybe we drop a little spoiler-free review. Uh, we'll let you know a little bit about the film, and then uh, we'll keep on moving. Yeah, Chris. No. Uh, what do what, you think about Shazam? Oh, shit, he put it on me this time. I'll put it back <laughs> on you. Um, Shazam is a fun movie. Like this is like you like uh, you said this earlier. DC has put out two really good movies in a row. Um, three out of the four DC movies right uh, recently have been good. Uh, Wonder Woman good justice league can go to hell uh <laughs> aquaman was enjoyable and shazam is equally enjoyable in a whole in an entirely different manner mm-hmm. um i would say the action scenes aren't nearly as good as aquaman but the the humor in this is and the heart of this movie is throughout the whole thing mm-hmm. uh, you get to see uh, a young billy batson uh, get some powers you get to see a lot of twists and turns you've not seen in the marketing yet we could be proven wrong in the next two weeks um (laughs) but like this movie is very much a very fun time and uh you you can't fault it for that now i did say this on the other thing if you look under the microscope or magnifying glass too hard you will see the tears but that's okay because this movie was made for kids uh, and Uh adults but like you're you're gonna you're gonna gloss right over that because you're having a really really good time mike did you hate it uh, i mean it's hard it's hard to disagree uh with everything that you just said yeah a great fun ride easy to recommend uh it, it definitely has some some faults and we'll go over that in uh in spoilers on the spoiler review if you want to check that out but yeah overall it's a great time when you go for a more lighthearted tone with these films it's just easier to get away with some things that are kind of underdeveloped um, which is hard to do when you go really dark and greedy. You really got to have all of your uh, dot all your I's, cross all your T's. But in this film, you're just having a fun, good time. Uh, 
the, the I had like three boys in uh, in the row in front of me watching this movie, and they were they were going nuts. They loved it. So definitely take your kids to this film. It, it's fun. Um, I, I really enjoyed the villain in this in, in this film. I, I I thought his motivations were, were were pretty clear. There's some more elaboration on villains in general that I I don't want to spoil, but I, you know I liked those parts as well. Uh, yeah, it's just a fun, great time. If I had to give anybody a recommendation. Um, don't dive too deep into the lore of of Shazam. Mm-hmm. Don't do a lot of research because I was pleasantly surprised throughout the film because I didn't know a lot about this character. I didn't do any homework. I didn't read like some origin trades of him. So I just like went in just like totally blind and, and it was fun. Um, uh, I elaborate on this earlier. I'm kind of tired of seeing the, the superhero origin film. You know that that's no fault to Shazam in general. I guess that's just kind of the, the culture of all these films. So I'm glad the origins out of the way and we can look forward to movies in the future where they can just kind of hit the ground running but yeah easy to recommend fun great time uh, I'm, I'm liking the way this that this year's kicking off chris yeah yeah and i also want to point out when does mike ever do any research before we go into a movie like, <laughs> you know we just you, assume you don't yeah usually i just have some inherent knowledge in the back of my head but uh not this time yeah not, not this time yeah i i agree i there's a lot that i didn't know what was going on either so i can't really uh uh talk to shazam and i think he needed the origin because if you just jumped into this dude you'd be like what did I just do so? Um, but yeah, I think I think that's uh, you know, we both agree on this pretty, pretty on the whole, pretty, pretty good. Uh, I'm also gonna tell you there are two post credit scenes, so stay all the way through. Um, yes, I was good. googling in the middle of the movie because I didn't know, and I wasn't sure if you had like seen the movie because I wasn't sure what time your showing was. And I was like, I usually just ask Chris, but I don't know what he's doing right now. I, so I think, well, I was on a two hour difference instead of a three, so it was easier, uh, to, for you to just uh. Uh, get Google it. Yeah. They probably asked me pro, at that point. Pro pro tip: If you don't remember if your movie has a post credit scene and you're googling it during the credits, usually all of the Google links take you to some bullshit article where you have to scroll down three paragraphs to find the answer. So whenever you land on those articles, just scroll a little bit, and usually you'll get your answer in the middle at the bottom of the article. So there's a little trade trade secret to finding that answer. Yeah, but usually we try to tell you. So there you go. Two post credit scenes. We try really really hard to keep you guys in the know. I didn't know there were multiple screenings yesterday, a four and a seven in my time zone. For, yeah, for uh, same same here. I went for the seven. Threw me right off. But this is only our first DC movie of the year. Our second mm-hmm. DC movie of the year will be Joker on October 4th. And we have a image from the director. Uh, I forget who the director's name is now. This is going to throw me for a loop. Uh, but showing uh, Joaquin Phoenix as uh, the Joker, whatever his name is. Uh, what, what was that again? Is it Arthur Fleck? I believe in this. this <laughs> your one? guess is as your guess is as good as mine. Uh, this is just basically Hot a picture goals. of Joaquin Phoenix with slick back hair in front of a kind of an older television. It looks like VHSs are possibly underneath the television. Um, I mean, I know some versions of the of the Joker. He wants to be like a stand up comedian, so maybe he's like reviewing stand up footage, or I don't know exactly what's going on here. Uh, but this at least this kind of anchors it in the time. I don't know if we've ever had an official statement of what year this movie is going to be coming out in, but it looks like he's either running Betamax or VHS, but not a whole lot to go off of here, but uh, it is a good opportunity to remind people that uh, I think Joaquin Phoenix is a really good casting choice for the Joker, but Mm. he is attached to this bizarre worlds of DC that we don't really know what it is. So I guess don't get too attached to him because you don't really know if he's coming back, you know? Well, I think, uh, you know, if you look at how Shazam, we just talked about this, you don't have to watch any other 
movie to know Shazam. Like, I think DC's doing okay by doing the standalone films. And this, I feel good with Aquaman and then Shazam. And then this, I'm like, okay, maybe they can actually do something good, Mike. Like, we, we've got two solid upbeat films <laughs> in a row. Now, this is dark and different, but, like, it could still be on the up and up. Yeah, what is it called in bowling when you roll three strikes in a row? A turkey? Uh, turkey? Yeah. yeah, they're going for that turkey. Yeah. Good luck. Well, there'll be a turkey either way. Whether it's a good turkey or a bad turkey, we'll find out come October. Yeah. But uh, it's definitely a turkey. And Todd Phillips is the director, and then this is um, Arthur Fleck is the character. Now, this Instagram post this came from actually says that Todd Phillips is in the editing phase. So this is a scene while he's editing it. Because I don't think the movie will be black and white. But I do enjoy the... The cinematic flair with the backlighting and the the contrast in the scene. I'm very, it looks very cinematic. Ooh, at least throwing out the big words, Chris. I know, right? It's like <laughs> I went to school for this or something. I don't know. But October fourth, twenty nineteen is our next DC movie. Yes, it's a little bit of a wait, but that's fine. Our next review episode, however, will be on Hellboy, the twenty nineteen uh, reboot retelling, I guess, of, mm-hmm. of the Hellboy uh, with. Um, David Harbour. David Harbour is not a tie dad playing Hellboy. Yeah, we're going to talk about him a little bit later in the show, aren't we? We probably will. Yeah, it looks like, looks like we are. Um, tickets are now on sale for Hellboy, which is coming out uh, April 12th. Uh, yeah. Did you get your tickets yet? Uh, this is kind of one of those movies that I'm excited to see, but I know I'm not in danger of needing to get my tickets early. Like, this isn't kind of on the same level of the other big films coming out this year. So, uh, yeah, I'm not too worried about rushing to it, get them. But, yeah, go go, go! prepare yourself because you got, what, three weeks till it comes out? Yeah, I think maybe, probably. I don't know. I've lost track of all these times because we saw Shazam two <laughs> weeks early. Um, You're in the quantum realm. I, yeah, we're in the end game now, that's for sure. But uh, tickets are on sale. I think if you buy it through Fandango, you can get a free comic book uh, with it as well. So um, I'm probably going to check that out. I, uh, I'm looking forward to, to seeing this, Mike, actually. I, I want to see this R-rated Hellboy and see where it goes. Because it looks like they're going off the rails. Like right in that Silent Hill creatures walking the earth and all this other monster stuff. So I'm, I'm on board. I want to see mm-hmm. how wild they go. So check, check those out. Uh, in official news, we speculated. We've talked about this for probably a little over a year now, maybe. Uh, but Disney now officially owns 20th Century Fox for real. The ink is the ink is now dried. It's true, and even on the website, I was taking a drink of water there. You caught me off guard. <laughs> um, Disney. By the time I, we talked Wednesday afternoon, Deadpool and Bart Simpson were already on Disney's website. Like mm-hmm. they nope. did not waste any time putting those up there. Like, yeah, the the logos were added. Uh, <laughs> they are officially under the umbrella. So. Uh, I'm kind of wondering what kind of kicks off now. Uh, you know, uh, you know, is Kevin. I imagine like Kevin Feige just pulls out a brand new three ring binder. You know, he pulls that little paper sleeve off of the spine, and then he writes X Men on it, and then he grabs another one, Fantastic Four, and he kind of gets those two binders ready to go. Like that's his official start to uh, getting these characters. You know. Well, I don't think so. I actually I, I speculate that he has been carrying around an astonishing X Men script since. 20 or 2004 in his back. Oh, that's a good speculation. Because I, he's, I believe that he's got to start working on X-Men movies. That's like how he got into the Marvel movies. Yeah. And astonishing X-Men was written by the one and only Joss Whedon, mm-hmm. who is uh, one of the kind of originators of this MCU now, kind of off the bat, getting it going. Now, what if the big announcement at Comic-Con is Joss Whedon is coming back to direct an astonishing X-Men movie? 
That actually would be really, really cool. Uh, Joss Whedon is a guy that only wants to do what he wants to do. Uh, I got a chance to go to one of his panels at a Comic-Con a while back, and he kind of talked about he just loves telling stories. He doesn't he doesn't care how he does it as long as it's something that intrigues him, whether it's like a comic book, a TV show, or a movie. He's not, he, uh, he's not somebody that's really chasing anything down. So that would be really, really cool uh-huh. if he could jump jump into the X-Men, uh, get it going. You know, he knows how to handle... Uh, a team of uh, miscreants so yeah that would be red exactly and i think you know with the last joss whedon thing we saw was age of ultron it said left a bad taste in his mouth well that was before marvel studios was independent from marvel entertainment so what would be a better way to bring him back in the fold is let him have something he even wrote be the basis for his movie yeah and if they're bringing back james gunn anyone's available to come back into the fold at this point i feel uh, mm-hmm. Especially if the Russos want to take a break before they do anything else, or maybe not do any more Marvel movies. How do you get it? How do you get some hype going for this? Mike? Yeah, I think the I think the Russo brothers, if I remember right, this could be totally wrong. So so Google it on your own, folks out there. But I think the Russo brothers are making like a a movie with Tom Holland that's like not Spider Man or something. It's I don't know what it is. Uh, maybe I'm thinking thinking of something else. But I thought that was in the works. But yeah, I would imagine after they finally do this huge, big, triumphant, like two part movie uh, craziness, that they would go and do something maybe a little bit more indie, kind of flex a different muscle. They got plenty of money now. They they can do whatever they want. Yeah, they they do, and I think they have a lot of autonomy because everything they've done has been a success so far. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, what, what what are you going to do? Tell Kevin Feige, no, we don't want your billion-dollar movie idea because <laughs> because you want to do it with uh, Joss Whedon? I doubt it. I'd be like, like you know what? Fine. You, 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 you keep making us money, we'll give you some stuff. And I think it's going to take a little bit before we get anywhere near a uh, bomb, I guess, to, to burst that bubble. Um, Captain Marvel sitting at $910 million right now. Woo, wow. That is very close to $1 billion. How would you feel if Captain Marvel broke the $1 billion level? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it did. I mean, that's great news. Yeah, it's great news. I love it. Uh, it's got, I think, I don't know what, I'm going to pull up Wonder Woman. Not that I should compare them. Yeah, it's okay, it'd be Wonder Woman so far. But uh, anyway, um, so Fox is uh, owned by Disney. Uh, we're going to start seeing some immediate changes. I think the biggest news out of this so far was the alien stuff. The the former president of uh, whatever the, the alien franchise was over there did, mm-hmm. did not want to put alien on TV. They did not want to purpose repurpose that as a television series. They just wanted to keep making movies. Mm-hmm. Well, now one of the biggest things, like like the she was she was canned. She's one of the, the the casualties. So they feel Alien could be repurposed for television shows, uh, rather than just let Ridley Scott keep making horrible movies that make them. <laughs> yeah, I mean that would be kind of cool, like a kind of a horror theme with uh, aliens. You know, a slower pace is what works really well for uh, these aliens. So that I think that would work uh, television-wise. I think the other news also, it doesn't really touch superhero slate that much uh, uh, nerdcore-wise, but they kind of disbanded the Fox 2000 label. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't read too much into it because people are saying like, oh, Fox 2000, that was kind of their a little bit more indie kind of medium level film, but they still have like Fox Searchlight that they kept in the yeah. piece. So like, it, you know, these cuts are, are going to happen. I guess I don't want to defend, I don't want to defend it giant mega corporation because they they don't need it uh so you know but this is just what happens consolidation uh then you're gonna cut stuff out so we all we all knew this was coming so um uh we gotta press on forward be happy with yeah. what we have well, don't, well, dwell, don't dwell on them yeah we're, we're not here to focus on the the i guess the casualties of this this little thing here we, we in superhero news we have to be happy that fantastic four and x-men are back and who knows who else 
And yes. um, I think Disney will own, owns majority of Hulu now, maybe, I think. Because mm-hmm. uh, Fox owned 30%, they own 30%. Um, and uh, FX, which is home to Legion, one of the shows that I still need to watch season two for. Uh, the Gifted is also on Fox, and I don't know if it's getting season two. I don't know. We'll talk about that later. Uh, but yeah, so you know, we have nothing huge to announce from this, but I guarantee you um, they have fired up the cameras or they have given the green light to whoever is doing the second post-credits trailer for in-game to say, all right, here's our next big villain. We got him. Like, we're good to go. Let's go ahead and put Galactus or somebody in here, whoever that may be. Uh, wouldn't that blow your mind in... What well, sounds like you're trying to pitch me a galactic saga. Uh, I might be. So the Avengers Endgame is, is our next topic here. And uh, Kevin Feige has dubbed the first 22 movies the Infinity Saga. Ooh, that's a good title. That's good. Yeah. I mean, we had, we've had the phases and we've come to call them phases. We love the word phases, but does it really tell you what it is? No. Yeah, well, I think it. I think it's fairly obvious that it seems like the Infinity Stones are going to be out of the picture. Those MacGuffins are going to be gone once Endgame is over, uh, according to kind of this title, the Infinity Saga. You know, uh, but we kind of all expected that to, to come. I would kind of be a little disappointed if they were still kind of floating around for people to grab after this. Well, all of this work that the Avengers have done, you know. Well, I would think so. In in the comic books, they're given to all these super powered people across the galaxy to guard. But I would like uh-huh. to see it kind of like the Dragon Balls. They go up into the air and they scatter throughout the universe again in their own volition, like way th- away from each other. I think my theory is that they're just going to get destroyed. I think that they I don't know if this works in the comic book narrative. Maybe these can truly never be destroyed or, or something like that. But I think either Captain Marvel or Scarlet Witch are going to team up. I think they're just going to destroy the gauntlet, uh, destroy all of the, the gems, and they'll be done for good. That's my theory. Mm. I would like to see them pop up but not be the MacGuffin like oh there's one in the background of another film this in the cause I don't know there's ways to do it we don't know it's the infinity saga it'll go on forever maybe, it's a finite the Hulk, infinity saga maybe the, maybe the Hulk is just going to eat them well that that is a throwback <laughs> to the first Avengers movie Yeah, and, and also maybe Captain Marvel but tickets are on sale for this movie internationally right now Mike and they're <sighs> selling out but you know what that means What's that mean? They're going on sale tomorrow morning. If you're listening to this oh. Monday morning, I bet the tickets are on sale right now. That's that's your guess. That's just the uh, the theory. Well, so some of them. So here, I've got I've got two reasons why, Mike. Mm-hmm. One, Tom Holland tweeted the phrase Monday morning dot dot dot. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> because, uh, because what I remember, I predicted Friday morning, and guess what? We got Friday morning instead of tickets. A what teaser trailer, like or a teaser TV spot. Oh, okay. I didn't watch that. Yeah. These are in the systems. They're ready to go. International are selling. Why is America holding out? Because it's, they, they sell more during the weekdays. Uh, mm-hmm. Tom Allen said Monday morning, but I went to Fandango yesterday once I found out international ones were on sale. And mm-hmm. guess what's not on the upcoming movie list anymore? What's that? What's that? It's um, uh, Dumbo. No, I'm kidding. It's Avengers <laughs> Endgame. It's not in the upcoming movie list anymore. So why is it not in the coming soon movie ticket list? They're buy- covering their tracks. Yeah, so it's it's in the system ready to go, and we just got to click on it 9 a.m. Eastern tomorrow, I bet. Mm-hmm. Do you think we're going to get a new trailer with it? Um, I don't know, you- but I'm definitely getting my tickets for Thursday night. I'm not waiting until Saturday because uh, I want that Thursday night audience. I want the responsible people that knows what's up. Yeah, I don't want to be spoiled by accident anywhere else throughout the whole thing. So, 
Um, yeah, I'm very excited for our tickets to go on sale uh, tomorrow morning, yeah. Monday morning, if you're listening to this. Yeah, speaking of accidents, don't have an accident in your seat. Uh, use the bathroom at opportune times because this movie is going to be like three hours long. Three hours and three minutes is a rumored runtime right now. And do you know how long what other movies three hours and three minutes? Uh, what? Batman v Superman Ultimate Edition. Oh, wow. Yeah, with all the extra stuff in it. Yeah, remember we watched that and did a second spoiler cast on that? Why did we do that? I can't believe they got $25 out of me. You bought it. That's the worst part. Yep, it's the worst. Got, I'm the worst. They got you a movie ticket, and then they made you rewatch it and didn't get any better at all. So mm. uh, you're a sucker. You're a sucker. <laughs> That's the truth. Uh, also, due to the international selling of these tickets, this is a also a standee in a theater. We have a new standee poster featuring the cast of our of our Avengers here. And who is to make a surprise appearance in this poster is none other than the Hulkbuster armor. Mm-hmm. I thought it was I thought it was Falcon's bird uh, because I didn't zoom in when you sent this to me earlier in this week. I was like, why is Falcon's little drone flying around? You're like, that's the spaceship, you idiot. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's from, that's from the trailer <laughs> of the spaceship. So we have a. Thanos in the background. We have all the Avengers here. Uh, Captain Marvel, Iron Man, Thor, Nebula, um, Captain America, Hawkeye, Rocket, Ant-Man, Black Widow, the Hulk, the Hulk Buster, War Machine, the Milano, and I cannot think of her name, the Dora Milaje. Uh, oh, hold on. Okoye. Okoye. That's what it is. I'm like, I got the pop vinyl behind me here. I know. I can look <laughs> at it. Um, so these are the surviving members but why is the Hulkbuster here, and why is this the first time we're seeing it? Are they throwing us off? Is Bruce Banner yeah. getting into the Hulkbuster, and all his Hulk well, toys are fake I mean, on us again? I mean, the last time we saw the the Hulkbuster, it was being torn apart by those, um, what do they call them, Ravengers, Outriders? Outriders. But no, it wasn't um, by the Outriders. It was by um, the big one, Cole Obsidian. Oh, yeah, they were they were messing them up. So who knows? They could just uh, repair it. But maybe they travel back in time and they go in Tony's garage and take another one. I don't know. <laughs> so this one, actually, if you compare the shots, like there's minor changes to the other one. But this one looks a little more detailed and a little more uh, a little more going on on it. So this may be upgraded to fight whoever they're going to be fighting in the upcoming movie. But can I pitch you my theory I thought of on my five-hour car drive up to, to Chicago? Oh, man. You are really deep into this one. Yeah, let me know. What's your theory? Okay, so uh, what if there's no time travel? Okay. What if there's no quantum realm travel? Okay. What if those advanced suits we saw? Mm-hmm, the are, white ones? Are powered by quantum energy to negate the effects of the gauntlet. Oh, okay. You're going a little bit more sciencey there. Um, if they can find a good way to explain it, I like it because I feel like they do this kind of stuff in the in the CW superhero shows. Like when they're trying to like fight a villain, they just say a bunch of like science mumbo jumbo. Oh, we got to negate his powers. We'll use one of these reverse fluxer anti gravity dark matter thingies, and you'll have just enough time to get in there and punch him or something like that. That's kind of what it seems like. But hopefully, well, on an Avengers riding squad team they'll be able to make it a little bit a little bit more solid so i will tell you right now in the comic books the infinity stones only work in the dimension they originate in you cannot steal the the infinity stones and take them to another world and dimension and use them yeah that's just not fair so if (laughs) they find out ant-man was not affected because the quantum realm is another dimension so Uh tony stark and everybody there uses their science to build these suits to fight the glove, because if you think, because you said, you, what if the glove keeps is still workable, right? Because his arm's mm-hmm. sealed, but they they have these suits on, so he can't use those powers against them anymore. So it negates the effects of the glove, and he has to fight them one on one to actually. I beat mean, them. I. 
I like the theory just because it proves a, another theory of mine where all of the time travel uh, sh- uh, set shots that we saw like two years ago were all faked mm-hmm. because I think Kevin Feige really wants to throw us off by literally doing fake shoots outside. So I like your theory because it proves my <laughs> even crazier theory. So I do like that idea because who I want to go into this movie being like totally surprised yeah. and the trailers have been doing a good job. But there's definitely something going on with these suits. You don't put all these characters in these white suits for no reason. Um, but yeah, we'll see what it is, man. I hope it's, I hope those little gems that we saw in all their hands was just a total fake out. I would love Kevin Feige to just like sit well, down in the boardroom. We just got to throw everybody off. Let's just put some sort of weird circle gem in well, all their hands and people just go crazy. But what if that gym is where they store all the quantum energy to power the suit? Oh, maybe we'll have to see what these crazy kids are up yeah. to. Oh, man, we're getting so close. We are like, in the we are, in the we are a month away. This is so close. I said the movie title again. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, so that's my theory. If anyone else thinks this is a good theory, let me know. I pitched this at the com- I pitched this at C2E2 all weekend. I told one person, he's like, oh my god, that's genius, because it has basis in the comic books. Yeah, and then they were just like, will you now let me just go into the bathroom? Because it was just a stranger waiting in line to use the bathroom. Yeah, just, yeah. I'm telling everybody, baby. Yeah, uh, I was telling this, this large man, like this large Pikachu costume, and they're like, okay, Pika Pika, I'm, I'm leaving now. Uh, so, but yeah, that's my, that's my suit theory for the advanced suits. The Runaways. Have you watched The Runaways yet? I have not, Chris. You should watch the first season. Give it, give it a shot. Because season three has been confirmed for Hulu now. After season two came hey, out, hey, look at that. There you go. I, I would say this is fairly important news that they're pressing forward on a on a platform that they technically own now. Most of uh, them. Yeah. yeah, this announcement came after Sony or after Disney now owns Fox, which owns most of Hulu. So I'm curious to see what the Hulu strategy is going to be. The only thing that we know so far is they're going to put more of their mature content over on Hulu. I wonder, you know, if there is possibly an alien series, maybe they'll put it on Hulu, maybe as an original or, to kind of sell that platform. I don't know. F- or FX. They could put it on yeah, regular that, TV. They have Fox has so many channels they could put it on. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. We'll have to. We'll have to. I bet one of those FX channels gets canned. It just seems like a lot of a lot of extra channels to have. I don't know, uh, but yeah, that, that's good news. That means uh, it has enough of an audience on a streaming service. So, oh, no, no one was no one. Hulu and Netflix are safe. They are safe for a very long time. No matter from the snap. <laughs> from, yeah, from from everything. I also pitched the idea like, what if Disney starts? You can buy Disney Plus and Hulu at a discounted rate bundle, so you get all of their content at once. I mean, it could be possible. I mean, Apple's having this whole press conference tomorrow about their new TV service, and everybody's saying that it's going to be one of these things where you can just kind of like bundle other premium streaming services to, and it just bills through iTunes. So it will be kind of a bundled service. So I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Disney streaming is going to be on this Apple TV thing at the end of the year. So I, yeah. I, I think I think this Apple TV, just to point out, I hate this whole app. Apple should <laughs> just stay out of the TV thing. They had the uh, music industry, they revolutionized it, they are fine. Five years late on, on or ten on the, the the streaming industry app, like they have a good like iTunes is good for renting movies and watching movies and owning them, but like this whole we gotta have a streaming service thing, and I'm like nope, not buying into this. But if Disney wants you to have all their content, they're gonna be like here's Hulu and Disney Plus discount rate, get them together through us because mm-hmm. you, we want you to have all of our library, and that's gonna be a lot. The Mandalorian TV show is going to have a panel at the Star Wars Celebration next month up mm-hmm. in Chicago, the same place I just came from, literally oh, cool. place. Uh, and Taika Waititi is rumored to be voicing the character IG-88 based on the uh, thing in there. Taika Waititi. I love that man. He's a treasure. Yeah, he's also... Hunt for, 
Hunt for the Wilder People is streaming on uh, Hulu. I haven't watched it yet, but he directed it, and I want to go check it you out. Should, you should watch it. I don't think it's his best one. I think What We Do in the Shadows is the better of, of the two I watched uh, before Ragnarok. So, so funny. And that's getting a TV series on FX. Speaking of Fox, speaking of Disney, I, uh, it's stay out. tuned for I think, that. I think it's out already. I think it's already oh, premiered. Yeah. I know it was soon. We were getting billboards out here. Uh, so, yeah, it's got to yeah. be on the horizon. It's, it's got Matt Berry from the IT crowd as one of the vampires. Uh, and Matt Berry from um, – oh, God, I can't even think of the name of the show that I really like. Um, oh, he's no. on, He's got another Netflix show that uh, – oh, wow. I can't believe I can't think of it. Uh, Toast of London. Oh, yeah. Toast of London. Very, very funny. If you like British-style comedy, you'll be rolling. So watch some Matt Berry on Toast of London. Is, is that the one where he's doing the uh, the commercial recording in the booth and the guy keeps cutting it out to count down all the yeah. things he's saying? Yes, I hear you, Clem Fandango. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's... <laughs> he's like, I need to do that. <laughs> yeah, I actually watched that clip for the first time this weekend. So, oh, it's so funny. Uh, uh, a tip out there for British comedies in general: the the comedy is so active and slapstick, and sometimes so subtle, and it goes by so quickly. It's those types of shows you can't just casually watch on your couch, like scrolling through Twitter or, or on your phone or doing something else. So, you there's a chance you could sit down and watch a, a funny British comedy, just half assed and be like, "That was dumb." I you know I didn't like that, but maybe because you weren't paying attention. So that's my strategy if you want to like maybe toast of london or it crowd you know pay attention for the first couple episodes until you kind of get your your sea legs you know yeah matt berry's pretty funny though i enjoy him he's he's hilarious yeah speaking of star wars the game of thrones showrunners are talking uh, about making their movie this fall after you know game of thrones is wrapped up for good and is highly speculated to be based Nice of the old republic yeah we really dove into that the other week when we were talking about the lord of the Rings series about how they're both kind of going to be set back thousands of years in the past mm-hmm. so i'm curious to see what they're going to go there maybe they'll kind of throw in some medieval vibes they really have an opportunity to kind of make a whole new visual look of star wars because even the prequels were only uh, dis disremoved from the original by like a generation this is just going to be a totally different look so i'd love to see maybe what of the more ancient Jedi's look like and stuff, you know, are they still going to be in robes or they're going to, what's, what's going to be happening. So, uh, yeah, the art department I'm sure is going crazy on this one. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm very excited to see what it is. And again, star Wars celebration, they'll probably announce what it is and we'll probably not be Knights of the old Republic. And we'll, you'll hear a collective like, <laughs> across the world because um, we don't know, but I mean, I, I, star Wars needs to hype us up in two weeks. So, like, they really, really need to bring their A-game news and not just, hey, you know, uh, here's Star the title of Star Wars Episode Nine. Like, give us that Obi-Wan Disney Plus show. Announce it for yeah. us. We need yeah, it. give us some footage. Give us some graphics. Yeah, exactly. For the last three topics here, we're going back into the Superhero Slate trailer park, as I like to call it. Uh, first and foremost, uh, the movie that no one's going to watch because it's obviously awful. Mike, what? I'm joking. It's what? John Wick three. <laughs> I'm giving. I just. You got to give you hell on the John Wick stuff. You know this, Ugh, man. Uh, so we have John Wick three. Another trailer. Um, when does this movie come out? Do you do you know? Ooh, I think it's in if in May, if I remember right. This looks like so much fun. Uh, this is just adding on to more from like the last trailer. There's this hilarious line where someone asks him what he needs, and he's like, "I need guns," or maybe he yeah. says, "I need more guns." And I can just imagine the person writing the script just had the best time writing that line out there, just like, "Hell yeah!" He says he needs more guns. Then you see him on a motorcycle with swords and guns. It's- he's like throwing like. He's throwing knives at somebody like they're a dartboard. This is just going to be so much fun. 
I saw a character poster earlier this week where Jason Manzukis is going to be in the movie, and I love that guy. He played Rafi on the league. He's part of the How Did This Get Made podcast. I love I love Jason Manzukis. He's he had a, a little cameo in Wreck It Ralph where he was um, kind of being like the the comic book nerd guy asking. I don't remember who he was talking to on stage in Wreck It Ralph. Do you remember? He was talking to Groot. That's right. He was the guy that I was didn't asking watch the new one. Oh yeah, you haven't seen the new one, but <laughs> I think Jason we, I Manzoukas, think we own it now, though. But I, so I might be able to watch it. Yeah, but Jason Manzukas has a little bit line of that. So yeah, uh, this just looks so much fun. I'm sure we we watched this trailer at the same time over Skype before we started recording, and I'm sure Chris heard my gasps and my he oh that's awesome. Sounded like a little girl <laughs> over there watching this thing. It was uh, so fantastic. This, uh, Mike, this is Mike so is so fun. excited for this, and um, mm-hmm. I I'm just gonna, I just give him shit for it. So uh, I'll I'll <laughs> probably I don't know if I'll watch it in theaters, but. Hell, if we do, Mike, let's do a spoiler cast for it. How about that? I'll yeah, let's do it. John Wick 3, baby. John Wick style. I watched 1 and 2 way after they were out, so uh, you got to hype me up for May. But, I mean, it's, it's a good year for movies so far. I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Stranger Things. Now, I'm going to forewarn you, Mike. I did not watch this trailer. Okay. Uh, All right. Season 3 is coming out July 4th, 2019. Season, this trailer looks like there's some new creatures in it, though, from what I've seen. So tell me, yeah. tell me about this trailer. Yeah, we get a we get a reveal at the end of kind of what this new creature might look like. Um, it, it seems to be a little bit more of like a I don't want to say spider, but it seems to be like more of like this blobish type creature. So I'm not sure if it's really totally formed if we've seen a final look of what it's going to be but this trailer kind of has a totally different tone to it most of it is not really based in like science fiction it's more like reminding you of why you love the cast so much why you love these kids why you want to see these characters and you want to spend time with them again it roots you kind of in the summertime fourth of july fireworks going to the pool during the summer feel so uh, this was like a really great trailer to really kind of dive you back into what stranger things is and they seem to be playing off the time it's been since we've seen the last one. It's been like two years mm-hmm. since we've seen more Stranger Things, and they kind of hint at like, oh, we're not kids anymore. They've grown up a little bit. So um, I can't really, I can't wait to dive back into this. Um, I was a little wary on Stranger Things season two, just because the marketing and the popularity had hit such a fever pitch. I thought I couldn't; it wasn't really accessible for me anymore. It just kind of felt like I don't want to be like you know like a douchey guy, but say it didn't really feel like it was like a cool nerdy thing anymore. Kind of like what the heart of like Dungeons and Dragons is, but it kind of feels like you know it's kind of coming back around to what I really like about it. But I really dug the trailer. I liked the tone. It had the Teenage Wasteland song in the background, yeah. which the title of that song is not Teenage Wasteland because I was playing a um, a, a Jackbox trivia game and like Mama there was some O'Reilly. sort of there was some sort of uh, trivia we were playing where we were like oh, no but Teenage Wasteland is a song but like oh but that's not the actual title of the song anyway uh, tangent there but I thought it was a really cool trailer usually I avoid trailers for television shows that I really like just because there's just so much to be absorbed i just kind of leave it to movies but yeah check the trailer out it's really fun yeah um i i plan on watching this later but i just did not have time this weekend yeah. with the release kind of going on uh and full full circle david harbour's in it we talked about hellboy earlier. oh there it, it is there it. that was, what it was. That's what it was. <laughs> he looks like he's all miami viced out and i think i maybe i only watched the trailer once but maybe he might be running for mayor this season i'm not 100 percent sure maybe i didn't get that there, right there is a morally corrupt mayor in the description for this trailer oh, so maybe david harbour is gonna take him on yeah they're gonna figure out what's up maybe he's maybe he's he's the evil person from the other the upside down that's what it's called mm-hmm. the other trailer we got this week was a the first full trailer for toy story 4 believe it or not 
Mm-hmm. And um, we actually get a little bit of story going on here, Mike. And uh, there's one part here that I think is kind of interesting. And this is, uh, I don't know if you this, they have redesigned the younger Andy model. Oh, yeah. I, I saw a lot of side-by-sides. And I'm like, <laughs> thank God we don't have to look at that, like, creepy looking dude from the 90s anymore i'm like this redesign was perfect i don't yeah, know what anyone's monster. complaining for yeah that, yeah i i think people are just kind of show you like this is how much this has changed but usually i i don't put too much pressure on pixar trailers like famously i've never really liked any pixar trailer i feel like they they just don't cut them quite right or they don't really ever get me that excited uh but, you know, this is a movie that we really never needed to begin with, so I'm just glad it doesn't look awful. Yeah. Uh, well, it doesn't, but... look, it doesn't look like it's trying to do more uh, than, like, than the last ones did. Because the other ones like, uh-huh. were like, oh my gosh, we have to wrap up this trilogy. And this one's like, it feels kind of like the first one again. Like a retelling of the first one. We have a carnival. I don't like how there's always an evil toy in a store that wants to keep them there. Like, didn't Toy Story two have the 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 prospector once they kept Woody in the yeah, store? Yeah, there's there's a there's a prospector. And there's always like a lotso, a lotso bear. Even... And then there's, this one is like a, a talking a Gabby Gabby and all the creepy puppet dudes that they come after them and like in mass. So yeah, those there there's like a creepy scene where there's like a there's like stuffed monkeys walking around. I was like, man, these are creepy as hell. Yeah. Um, but uh, what was I going to mention? Oh, yeah, uh, this de- this trailer was definitely undercut because uh, the voice of Buzz Lightyear, Tim Allen, said some very racially insensitive things in an interview that popped up uh, in a Guardian article. And I was like, ooh, I don't know. I don't I don't know if it really caught fire or really caught on through the media. But uh, uh, Tim Allen, I don't know if you're going to be continuing on as Buzz Lightyear mm-hmm. in the future because uh, that was some really crappy stuff that you said. So, um I guess maybe don't meet your heroes or or don't hold them up too high because oh he broke the Santa Claus uh, yeah he's uh the, he's kind sea. of a jerk but uh, I guess uh <laughs> take your kids to this movie and just forget I, about yeah, it yeah I, I don't I, I don't mean know. <laughs> it's, it's fine I mean uh, you've got to support all the the good stuff that maybe, maybe is hopefully coming out of this but. maybe maybe Tom Hanks is just so pure of heart and he can never do a bad thing. That maybe this just outweighs any shittiness that his uh, co-star could do. So, yeah. I don't know. Power of Tom Hanks. Yeah. The carnival looks interesting. They're in an RV going across the country. I want to know how this little sporky dude was made. But, um, yeah, there's, there's questions, and, I, you know, I'm going to have to watch it. i got to watch Dumbo next week. I'm not very excited about this. Well, that's I, a shame. I mean, I'm not seeing that. I'm, I, we're not spoiler casting that. <laughs> are you sure? You want to go see Dumbo um, <laughs> next weekend? I'm really not excited. But, I mean... If I get to watch Hellboy and Avengers back to back in the same month, I'll be fine. We'll all make it. So, um, that's our show for this week. It's a little bit shorter than usual, but you get two episodes, three if mm-hmm. you, you actually watch Shazam. So, uh, you can enjoy those. But Mike, is there anything else? Any news things? Do we miss anything news related? I, I don't know if I'm coming or going. You know, you're go- you're coming off of a Chicago fever dream, so we'll go ahead and if we missed anything, we'll talk about it next week. But I think we got it all. Sweet. Uh, yeah. Then you're going to tell people where they can find you at because I'm making you start this round. 
Yeah, well, you can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram, and you can read my webcomics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, where can they find you? All of your crazy Comic-Con postings. Oh, my gosh. You can find me on Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or uh, Instagram, Valdan87. I'm starting to lose track of what I'm saying here. Uh, head over to Comic UI uh, as well. If people want to listen to those um, Shazam reviews, one of them is a gorilla-style table review with five people I watched the movie with, or... Our regular review episode, which we could go spoiler-free first and then go into spoilers, where can they find everything else at? As always, please visit SuperheroSlate.com. That's the best place to find all the avenues we host a show and to get our awesome show notes. So if you want to check out these trailers, if you want to see that Hong Kong Endgame poster or anything else we talked about in the show, hit up our show notes. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, uh, wherever you like to listen to fine podcasts. Uh, you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. Uh, we love hearing from you. Uh, we want to know what you're thinking. Uh, if you have any thoughts on any any news or if you want to hear us discuss anything just reach out to us on Twitter uh, drop a line in the YouTube comments we love hearing from you uh, if you want to be a super fan of the show we love our super fans all you got to do is share the show with a friend and share with the show with a buddy and you will be a super fan and we will be here every week make sure you're subscribed we talking about Hellboy next yeah we are talking about Hellboy next uh, I did wear my Superhero Slate shirt with Paul Rudd, by the way. I just want to put uh, that out there. I, I love that synergy. Yeah, and I'm also wearing one right now because I think I ran out of clean clothes while I was on the trip. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, anyway, well, we'll catch you guys uh, later and see you then. All right, adios. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. You're just us. You're subjected to the deep, dark basement. Your lair, if you will. <laughs> oh, my gosh.